It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Well, thanks very much for being with us. Uh, first and foremost, uh, I hope you're all safe and healthy. I know this is not an easy time. Uh, I'm in this with you, uh, staying safe at home in uh, our home in Palm Harbor. Uh, my wife, Sarah, and I are both working from home. Our kids, Emily and Abby, have uh, begun classes online for middle school. It certainly is a, a very different time. And I think probably also thank goodness for uh, all the ways we can connect with one another. Obviously, uh, Zoom being one, and it's allowed us to do a lot of the content that we have for this podcast. Um, you know, with this podcast, I think really we want to provide some sort of escape, uh, inform you where possible as well. Uh, right now, if you haven't tuned in, we're replaying or re-airing five games a week on our flagship 95.3 WDAE AM 620 and certainly so appreciative of that partnership. But in addition to the re-airs, um, and we have freshened those re-airs up a little bit, we want to provide some new content as well and things that you can digest uh, when you want. Um, and if there's something that you do want, uh, you can either email me postgame at racebaseball.com as you would during the postgame show. Uh, you can also tweet me at Neil Solons or tweet at Rays Radio. Those are certainly options as well. As far as this podcast goes, you're going to hear in a bit from the president and CEO of Feeding Tampa Bay, Thomas Mance. Uh, the Rays and the Rowdies are working together for what amounts to potentially a 2.5 million meal food donation to Feeding Tampa Bay, which certainly is, as you know, essential at this time. And in addition to that interview, you're also going to hear from a player. We're going to do player interviews uh, once a week as this goes. Um, since we are doing this on Zoom, um, those also will be available via YouTube. I know some of you want to see people as much as you want to hear them, so uh, we're going to provide that. But here's the audio of our first chat. It's with Austin Meadows, the race outfielder with more than 30 homers last year, is currently down in the Port Charlotte area. I'm good. Um, we're staying down here in Port Charlotte uh, with the whole deal going on. We just kind of stayed put, me and my wife and our dog. So continuing to stay in the spring training home we're at and uh, just hanging out, staying safe and, um, you know, getting some quality time together. The rest of your family, how are they? Uh, your mom, Kenny and Stacy, are they still back in Georgia? And I know your brother's in the Tigers organization. Did Parker go back yeah. home or did he stay in Lakeland area? Uh, he's home. He's home with my parents. Um, they're all doing good. Uh, you know, their mom's a teacher. My my dad works um, sales for a tobacco company. So he's they're they're both working from home. So they're able to continue to work. Um, and my brother, he's at home, continuing to try to stay in shape and playing golf and just trying to continue to be smart about this whole thing. But yeah, they're they're home, and um, you know, we'll see where it goes. Can you walk me through what this was like? the first you know few days after it happened and what it's been like since I mean, it's almost it's still not even three weeks it seems like a lot longer yeah it does these days are going by slower um you know it was a shock whenever we went down 
um, when we had to kind of just leave. And I think it started to hit us when guys went home. Guys continued, you know, there's a lot of guys at home right now. Kind of all of us are kind of waiting and anxiously waiting for baseball to start up because, you know, we're not used to. I, I was telling my wife this is the first time that I've been, you know, with her um, and, and not playing baseball in the first time in seven or eight years since I was drafted. You know, I've always played you know, beginning of April and it's just a kind of a weird feeling, but um, obviously the priority is being safe and healthy and, you know, distancing yourself from others. And um, luckily we have my boat to be able to go out and, and kind of distance from people and enjoy the day and be out in the warm sun. So um, we're trying to make the best of the time, but continue to try to be safe. And you're in your vehicle right now. And after this, you're going to go out on your boat. So is that kind of yeah. the way that you've, allowed yourself to relax, escape without being able to have to worry about being near other people? Yeah, uh, that's kind of the best way we can do it. You know, we kind of pick our days here, but we've really caught up on Netflix and, you know, caught up on some movies. Uh, she bought some puzzles and games and stuff like that, cooking at home, getting a bunch of groceries we, we had got from Publix the other day and learning to cook, you know, and all that fun stuff. But um, yeah, we're, we're basically out, you know, mostly every day um, and just trying to get our minds off things and just kind of trying to enjoy ourselves through this time. Because like I said, this is the first time we've been able to be together this time. And, but, you know, hopefully we start, we start back soon because, you know, you can only enjoy this time so much, before, you know, obviously we all miss baseball. We want to be back on that field playing, um, but it's, it's unfortunate, but obviously the priorities held. So. I want to get to that, but I want to get to what you're what you've binged um, since you mentioned Netflix and movies. So what shows have you hit? What movies have you watched and what's still on the list? <laughs> uh, I watched Ozark season three all day yesterday. Um, I finished the entire season yesterday. So or me and my wife did because um, that show was actually filmed in Georgia, close to where we, we lived last off season. So it's a, it's a really solid show and we watched it all day yesterday, took the day off from the boat and just enjoyed ourselves and relaxed. Um, but yeah, I, I want to watch the outsider. I hear that's good. Um, Tiger King, I hear is kind of different, yeah. but you know, I, I've heard about people talking about that. Um, so there's a, there's a long list that we're going to continue <laughs> to probably finish all these shows, um, here in the nearby future. Movies. What have you seen? Movies, I've, I've been, it's funny, I was, we were catching up on Disney movies. Um, I watched Zootopia, I think I watched um, Mulan. We just try to catch up on stuff. And when I was a child, a, a lot of things were sports for me. And I haven't seen some Disney movies that others might have. So <laughs> we're trying to catch up on that and find, find stuff to do. I've got two kids. I can I can send you a couple if you need if you need catch. Yeah, up. that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, from a cooking standpoint, who's who's cooking? What are you cooking? Because this is I mean, it's new for a lot of people to have to do this. A lot of people like eating out, and now a lot of people are staying in on a regular basis. Yeah, um, we went to the grocery store the other day, and the only thing that was available was steak. All the chicken was gone. Uh, the eggs were gone. So that's tough. Obviously trying to, you know, uh, we've just been cooking steak, some to go meals from Publix, whether it's like shrimp scampi or just the easy meals to make. Um, 
you know, steak and stuff like that. But we have been doing some takeout. There is still restaurants down here that are available for takeout, like your Italian places, your pizza places and stuff like that. So um, it's definitely new to us, you know, for me having to just be a normal guy, you know, taking the trash out, doing the dishes, all this kind of stuff that I feel like I'd, I'd be at the field right now. I, Alexis would have to take, have to take care of all of it. So I can provide her with the stuff, you know, with the help at the house right now, which is, which is good. So who's a better cook right now, you or her and what's your dish? <laughs> My only dish is steak. I, I know how to cook <laughs> a good steak, but she, uh, she, she's doing good. She's making breakfast, lunch, dinner for us. Um, so she, she's been, she's been really good and I'm, I'm blessed that she's able to, to know what she's doing and provide the meals that I get to eat every day. And, um, it's, it's been good. All right. Most unique food that's in your pantry right now that you haven't gone to that, you know, at some point you might need to go and eat. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, or if you got a snack food, you have to have a snack food. I have to have, well, there, there's some junk food in there. There's, oreos you got cereal um you got some candy and stuff just just stuff that if we really have to eat it we're gonna eat it but uh no i mean i, I uh there's there's ice cream in the freezer we have everything we, we've covered all the bases uh from the grocery store so we're we're loaded and you know we're gonna hope you know, i think we'll be here for a little bit so i think that we're we're, we're pretty good on that end <laughs> Have you created a routine? Because I, I wonder what guys are doing to stay in shape, work out. Like, do you have bands? Do you, I saw you did on Instagram. You did a box jump of your, your car, the truck that you're in, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, just trying to be creative, Neil. I mean, we literally, you know, we've had so much time. So I've, I've been running outside trying to stay in shape, um, throwing, throwing the baseball, uh, you know, hitting – taking dry swings, hitting the, hitting the, the baseball. Alexis would toss me the ball side toss and I'd hit it to our dog and she'd go chase it down and bring it back. Just trying to be creative. There's not really much more we can do, but I just try to continue to stay in shape, continue to, to keep it, stay in baseball shape. Cause obviously we, we never know, uh, you know, when we'll be back out. How much time do you think you'll need whenever they say it's go time? Like, because we've heard all kinds of different things. Personally, what do you think you're going to need? Um, you know, I think for me, I think it's just taking it day to day. I mean, it's it's kind of up in the air. We've never, never any of us have never been in this situation before. So we don't, I feel like there might not be a, a solid answer for that. But I do think obviously pitchers might take a little bit longer than position players just from the buildup standpoint. But I think for us uh, position players, you know, we haven't played in almost three weeks now. Baseball, I feel like, is it's an everyday sport. You take off some time, especially an extended amount of time like we have. You're going to need a little bit of time to build back up. Um, and that's every day at bats and, and seeing live pitching again and just being back in baseball shape because um, it's, it's definitely, definitely important to be back um, once the season starts to be 100%. So, you know, it's going to take a little bit and hopefully not – not too long. So we just want to be out there and playing again. You told me your family's good. Have you had any friends, anyone you know has had COVID-19 to this point? And if so, any kind of stories you can relate? Luckily, we've been, we've been good. We've been blessed. Um, you know, I think all of my family, they've been, they've been following, following the rules and just and staying, staying at home. You know, that, that's one reason that 
you know, obviously we didn't, we didn't go home. Um, just want to, it's hard, but staying away from family, just, just basically just quarantining ourselves, everyone kind of being in, in the, in different households and leave my brother's home, my parents, and they get to watch him, take care of him and, and, uh, stay together as a family. So, um, but yeah, I mean, everybody's good on my end, luckily, knock on wood. Good. Let's hope it stays that way. I want to hit on a couple baseball things. Um, what was the vibe like in spring training, a couple weeks out of the season? What was the feel since you obviously had so many great moments last year as a group? Yeah. Uh, you're talking about before this happened? Yeah, before this happened. What was, it, what was it feel like? You guys are gearing up. You know, you're getting closer to real baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was exciting. I mean, I feel like in spring training, once you hit, once you hit a certain point, whether there's the halfway point or a little bit after that, you, you know, um, you're starting to play more in spring training. You're starting to feel good at the plate. You're starting to feel good on the mound. Um, team was, was shaping up to be what it was going to be. And, and this, this whole deal happened, but we, we were excited um, to get out there and playing, you know, with opening day within a couple, I think it was within a couple weeks with it um, before we, before we all stop playing, um, that's the kind of time you, you're ready to go. And, and, and uh, the excitement comes opening days, you know, obviously one of the best times of the year and uh, you know, being able to build off what we did last year and have the team, the team that was put together this year was, was really solid. And we have a lot of good players and that can do a lot of different things. And uh, you know, it was, it was definitely a fun time to, to be a part of that. I want to just for, for fans to get a feel for some of your, maybe what you were feeling in certain key points last year, what do you remember about where you were when KK hit that home run in game three in the, uh, in the ALDS against Houston? Yeah, uh, that was, that was sweet. I think that that was off a of Grinky, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in, I think I was in the dugout. I might've, I don't even know. Was I DH? I think I was playing in the outfield that game. Wasn't I? I don't remember, but I remember it was, it was pure excitement with the trop with the trop, uh, packed out to what it was. Um, and all the towels going around. It was, it was an exciting time um, to be able to take Houston to five um, and really face the best, some of the best pitchers in the game that they had at the time. Um, just the ability we had, the atmosphere we were creating. I was just blessed to be able to experience that my first full year and get to, get to experience that first in Oakland and then against Houston. But seeing the trout as it was, was, was definitely pretty special. What about the game in Oakland? What What do you recall from the wild card win? What stands out? I just remember the the build up, the build up of that whole deal. Um, you know, I think all the the news coverages and the, the there's just so many reporters and there's fans with signs and it's just a whole different atmosphere. Uh, the main thing that stands out to me is is Yandi, of course, Yandi Diaz going yard twice after missing who knows how much time. It's pretty impressive to see. I think that he got everything started for us with that leadoff home run. Um, so that was, that was pretty special. Do you remember, like, after he hit what you guys were saying to one another in the dugout? I mean, guy misses two months and he hits a bomb to lead off a game like that. And then he basically does <laughs> yeah. the same thing. Yeah, I think, I think that I was, uh, I was about to go on deck or something, and we all just kind of looked at each other like in awe, like, like, is this really happening? You know, for a guy to miss that much time, especially at the big league level, really hard to come back and perform the way that he did. Um, and that was a, definitely a really special performance, uh, not only from him, but our entire team, Tommy, um, Abisail, everybody, everybody that contributed the pitchers, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, Charlie, it, it was pretty, pretty special. 
in the season, there were two games to me that stood out. Um, there was the Dodger game that you guys won in extra innings in September. And there was that game in yep. late July where you guys were in Toronto. You lost like an 8-1 lead the day before. And then the next day you come back from like a seven or eight run deficit. What, is there anything that sticks out to you about either of those games? Yeah, uh, Toronto, the, the resilience that we had. I remember just the excitement that we had. Um, I remember Guillermo just getting the, uh, you know, getting the, the team fired up during that time. We were never down, and, and that showed the way that we came back during that game. And um, being able to – and Dodger Stadium, being able to do that as well, that was one of the most exciting times of the year, especially for me. Um, being mm-hmm. in late in that game and then G-Man getting that RBI against uh, Jansen and and then um, obviously with me coming up later in the game to be able to hit that go-ahead home run. Um, it, it was just it was just a special time. It was a special it was a special year last year and uh, something I won't forget. Do you black out those moments or do you kind of remember everything? <laughs> the only time I blacked out last year was my leadoff home run against Verlander on opening day. Uh, that was, that was cool. Um, just a guy that you admire, um, a future hall of famer, a guy that you grow up watching and being able to deliver like that and, and kind of start the season off with a bang was, was something, something I, I try to remember. There's some moments of that that I don't remember. Um, so, but it was definitely special to do that. Since you're going out fishing after this, uh, by show of hands, largest fish you've caught has been how big? Give me a, <laughs> I gotta prop my phone up for this. You know? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think, uh, I think for me, let's say like, I'm just gonna go. My hands are going out of the screen, so it's getting okay. bigger. And bigger. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on the video board, they always say I caught the 80 pound tarpon. I caught a, uh, I caught a Goliath grouper before, kind of a not a not a, like a big Goliath grouper, 50 to 50 or so pounds off of a rope and stuff, but. I don't know. I mean, it's just fun to be out here. It's fun to fish for different stuff. And there's so many different things you can do down here fishing and being able to have a boat and learn the waters is, is uh, something that um, I've been doing a lot lately. Well, hopefully you're fishing for uh, runs real soon. And, and we're talking about yeah, games on the definitely. field. Um, stay healthy, yeah, stay safe. Yeah. Uh, do you and Alexa and your entire family? And hopefully we're, we're chatting about real games soon. Thanks, Neil. Hopefully we'll get out there soon, man. Hopefully we'll see you soon. And we don't have to do any more, any more of this. <laughs> Hopefully we can do it in person soon. That's Austin Meadows. Certainly a lot of fun to chat with him. If you want to see the interview, video of the chat will be on our YouTube channel. And you can check out Rays Radio on Twitter for a link to that. As I mentioned at the top of the podcast, the Rays, the Rowdies, they're making a really sizable contribution to feeding Tampa Bay. And it's something that you can help out with as well as we'll get to the president and CEO of feeding Tampa Bay is Thomas Mance. Again, the Raisin Rowdies donating up to 2.5 million meals to the organization. And I asked how this all came about and how it'll help. Uh, Thank you, Neil. And thanks for having the conversation with us. I think the first thing we'd say is we all miss Rays baseball. Uh, you know, it's our great pastime. And so as a fan of the team and, uh, uh, member of the community, we sure wish we had uh, raised baseball right now. But uh, uh, but uh, the answer to your question, uh, in times like now, uh, many, many folks have been displaced from their jobs. Uh, many folks are struggling economically. 
Uh, and when that happens, uh, one of the most important things uh, ends up not in the household, which is food. And so we as an organization make sure we put meals on tables, especially during times of crisis. So uh, for all the folks that have uh, lost a job or been displaced, we step in and make sure that they have food. In order to do that, we have to have some great partners to come alongside. And the Rays uh, called us last week and said, we have some pretty extraordinary news for you which is we would like to invest uh, what will end up being close to a quarter million dollars in making sure that we get food into the Tampa Bay area. And so they're going to do that in some pretty unique ways with some um, uh, different programs around uh, an online food uh, opportunity, ordering food, uh, but also uh, just providing us the financial lift we need uh, in order to make sure that we can respond to the crisis. So this amounts to what, two and a half million meals would be the impact on feeding Tampa Bay? Yeah, we can leverage that pretty significantly. And so if you think about that, that's probably a number that's far more um, accessible to everybody is, is what does that look like? And it looks like two and a half meals, million meals on the table of families in our community. Uh, and we don't have to explain to anybody how important a healthy meal is right now. Uh, and so it's a gift of significance and impact far beyond anything we could have hoped for, asked for. And I think it says a lot about the Ray's ownership and the Ray's leadership uh, that they want to invest in our community in this way. And again, what we think is the most important and basic resource, which is a healthy, nutritious meal. And they're donating a million and then matching donations of a million and a half meals total. So really, if people are able to help and they're in a good spot, they can really help contribute. Yeah, when we think about an organization like the Rays, obviously there's a financial contribution that the Rays make, which is significant. But I think one of the terrific things about the ball club and the business is that it brings along a whole lot of folks in our community who support the brand, who support the players, who love the Rays being a part of our community. And so uniquely, the Rays are going to try and uh, bring those folks into the conversation as well. Because at the end of the day, uh, the Rays are creating a leadership opportunity around providing these meals, but they're also creating a pathway that other folks in our community can participate as well. I think everybody likes the idea of helping a neighbor and the Rays are helping us create that opportunity. So where can people go if they want to uh, be involved with this donation that the Rays are going to match? Yep, you can go to feedingtampabay.org, which is our website. The Rays will also have it across their social media channels. Uh, I think specifically it's donatefeedingtampabay.org slash teaming up. Again, donate.org feedingtampabay.org slash teaming up. And again, I know the Rays will have it across your social channels. And so folks should be able to find it pretty easily, but it's a unique and different way to connect into what we're doing. And this is through the two clubs the Rays own, both the Rays Baseball Foundation and obviously uh, the Rowdy Soccer Club as well. So this is an opportunity where both, again, are teaming up to help out. And, and I would imagine you touched on this, the need is greater, but I would imagine also during this time, the donation of this magnitude is really important because I would think that with so many more people dealing with employment issues, you're probably getting fewer donations too, right? We are. And so the, the size and scope and impact of the gift can't be underestimated. So if you think about all the folks that normally provide an organization like ours or any other 
uh, food entity in Tampa Bay, any other food charity, right now donations are down. And so the raise stepping forward at this level is really significant. It, again, not only provides a leadership uh, gift, but it also sends a significant message to the community to say, this is critically important at a time when resources are most compromised. And just to give people some perspective, two and a half million meals. How many meals do you guys usually serve in a given year? And how many more do you think you'll need now because of what's going on with COVID-19? Well, I think, yeah, I think so. When we look at a crisis of this magnitude based on what we're seeing, because this is unprecedented, it's not like a government shutdown or a hurricane. This affects everyone. So we're expecting a 40% increase to our uh, to, uh, to need. And 40% is a lot when you think about the idea that we supply the better part of 5 million meals a month every single month. And so it really talks about the size of donation that the Rays are making, right? That size of contribution. Uh, but the need is going to grow exponentially. And like everybody else, we hope that this crisis passes sooner rather than later. But we also have to make sure that we're here day after day, week after week, uh, not only now, but many of the families that are displaced from their job now, Neil, it'll take them a long time to recover mm -hmm. economically. And so the problem isn't just today and getting through today. They're also the challenge is rebuilding households. And this is, again, why the Rays are such a great partnership for us, because they can create awareness long beyond just today. And for those who are looking to help out and donate, and we gave folks where they can go to, um, to donate and be part of this program, this matching program that the Rays have helped set up with Feeding Tampa Bay and the Rowdies. Um, I, I would think that it's critically important that people donate versus donate actual food just because of the concerns. You guys probably want to supply or receive, go out and get your own food at this point in time just because of those concerns? Well, I think because of social distancing and all that, it makes it really hard to host a food drive, which is why we came up with the virtual food drive opportunity that the Rays are creating along with us. And so it gives you at home an opportunity to virtually shop for items that you may have donated through a food drive. And so it's a neat opportunity from your own home to make sure that you're taking care of a neighbor who may be in uh, need. And so uh, that's why we think the unique opportunity and the significance of the Rays and Rowdies brand will help us bring the fans into the, the chance to help the community. As you know, we do a food drive every year. Uh, this is just a different way to do it. And we certainly hope that, you know, everyone in our listening area that can is going to donate um, and go to donatefeedingtampabay.org slash teaming up. But beyond that, there probably are some, some listeners of ours who are going through tough times. Yeah. If they do need help, yeah. how do they go to that aspect? Because I want to make sure we're touching on both. Yeah, Neil, probably the most important question you're going to ask is that one. And we want everybody to know if you go to feedingtampabay.org, one of the first buttons you'll see is find food and you go straight to a find food page and you can punch in your zip code and it'll tell you where there is a local partner that can get food to you. We also have a page on our website that's dedicated to just resources for COVID-19 and a response to this. And so there are very, very many uh, opportunities there to look at ways to connect in and find services and resources because you're right. There are folks in, in your fan base, in our world, in our communities that need assistance. And critically, we want to make sure uh, that if they see uh, this, uh, uh, hear this video, uh, that they are, excuse me, hear this um, uh, broadcast, uh, that they are able to uh, connect to the resources they need. And is there anything that we didn't hit on that you thought was really important for 
our fans to know at this time in terms of the drive or just in terms of your needs and, and things that are important to get out to the Tampa Bay community? I think the last thing that I would say, uh, Neil, is we're getting asked about volunteering. And so we are still using volunteers, uh, whether it's doing a food distribution or whether it's here in the warehouse, we do still need volunteers and we can create a safe and socially di distant atmosphere. And so we could still use help. And so if someone has time on their hands, again, you can go to our website uh, and sign up to volunteer. We still are packing boxes and uh, creating meals. Uh, and so we still need assistance uh, uh, with labor as well for all those that are healthy uh, and comfortable coming out to do so. Thomas, we certainly appreciate your time. And, and more than that, we appreciate all the good work that you are doing for this. Certainly many folks who are in need of help in Tampa Bay right now. Thanks again and stay safe and healthy. Thank you, Neil. And thank you again to the Rays and the Rowdies. This is just an incredibly generous and important gift. And more importantly, it's a great way for us to tell the story of need and of support. So thank you. We certainly appreciate the time of Thomas Mance. And if you are able to help out Feeding Tampa Bay in some way, we hope you are able to do so. We also certainly appreciate Austin Meadows and his participation. If there is, again, something you want to hear on this podcast or any other content, just let us know. Tweet me at Neil Solons or tweet at Rays Radio, or you can also email postgame at RaysBaseball.com. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will chat again next week. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.